And now, let us, without delay, read the excerpt from the scriptures. I'm preaching the same theme, the presence of God. We are called not only to know about God, but to walk with Him. Believer is not collecting information about God, but he is practicing God's teachings. This is the difference between religion and faith. So the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 4 says, I want to show you several things which are very important for us to know. If you really want to see God's Spirit working in your life, who wants to see this? Please raise your hands. doesn't matter what is the price. I have the wisdom and God's Word for you. You can keep these words of wisdom. You have to see these three things. So then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Who led Jesus to the Spirit, to the wilderness? Who led Jesus to wilderness? Was anybody of you tempted sometime? Sometimes God's will is for you to go through certain temptations. God knows how to use anything. When you are been tempted, know that God is in the wilderness with you. So trust Him, even if you are in the wilderness. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. So from this excerpt, I will emphasize three things for you. We have to know who we are in Christ. If you have are reconciled with God. You are God's son and his daughter. When devil approached Jesus, he said, I know you are hungry, you want to eat. And because you are God, speak to these stones and you will be able 
to eat them as bread. So now remember the time when you were really very hungry. Can you raise um, your hands who ever felt hunger, real hunger? For example, I was fasting for three days and at that moment, if somebody would have asked me to turn stones into bread, I would have done that, I think. This is uh, how great my hunger was. And here devil says, turn these stones into bread and you shall eat. But Jesus says, paraphrasing, I'm hungry. I can't turn these stones into bread. But the most important thing is, and this is the first lesson which I want to emphasize, a man can be hungry physically, he needs food. It's a normal thing to have food. But I want to leave deeper understanding for everyone. The same way as you desire food for your body and you feed your physical body, God created your body to desire food and your body is healthy. But God says here, there is another part, the most important part of human being, spiritual body needs daily food the same as your physical body needs, without which human being can't be alive. So what is that word? He says, every word that comes from the mouth of God, it means God himself. He is our daily food. Can you tell me, whoever from you, you eat every second day, just because you forget it, because you are very busy with your children, with your works, I see one hand, or for example, you eat only on Sundays. The whole week you are ignoring your body, but you eat on Sundays. Who could do that? Take us um, uh, as example, for example, men especially, if you come hungry back home after work, the wife is talking to you, what emotions do you have at that moment? What hormones are being produced in your body? What processes are starting acting in your brain. We all know 
what happens with a person when a person is hungry. Men are angry when they come home and they don't get food. Women get weak, dizzy heads. You don't have strength. You want to go to sleep. You become weak. How do you think what happens with our spiritual human being? We don't think that the same reaction happens with your spiritual body. Because Jesus says that a human being actually is a spirit. And Jesus said, if you really want to know God about which you hear or read the lesson in your heart which has to be inscribed is your spiritual human being needs to be fed. It's not enough for you just to talk about this or think about this. Tell me, if you just think about physical food, do you stop being hungry? If you keep thinking about chicken or salad, you are hungry but you think of it and suddenly you become fed. Does it happen like this? If you are thinking just, you are not fed. You, it's not enough to dream about this. If you need physical food, you pay the price. Nobody will give you sausage for free unless you are really a person who needs support. You have to pay the price. This is a normal thing. You have to work for this. You prepare food, you give your time. Even if somebody prepares food for you, you have to pay for it. If you all the time eat only fast food, you will not have a healthy body. If you want to have healthy body, you will have to separate your time for work, to uh, prepare healthy food, to have healthy body. But why about our spirit? We think differently. Why we have uh, so much, figuratively speaking, of bric-a-brac in the church? Why people are so naive in the church? And the lie is just pop in on Sunday to church and you will be alive the whole week. <laughs> Sometimes it happens that on Mondays you have lost your orientation already because we are starving spiritually, but still we expect the power of the Spirit. It doesn't happen like this. Why people think like that? 
to know God comes with a price, and very often with a big price. How much are you prepared to pay for your life that you would be alive? It's not that you have to earn these things. The table is set. God says, I am by the table with food, but where are you? And you say that I have little children, I work a lot, I'm very busy. It is the same as you could say, I'm dying. So what? Maybe I will manage to build half of the house. Doesn't matter that I will not be able to Uh, enjoy living in the house. But when we are ignoring God, we look like this, and we go to this spiritual separation, because God doesn't leave us, but our spiritual air becomes uh, deaf. And Jesus is showing us um, the presence and He likens it to a a bread. It's not like uh, that you can go to your friend or you can't go to your friend just because you change your mind. It's not a matter of choice. If you leave one day without food, you stay without food. It means you have lost this day. It was like a theft in that day. You can't be so busy not to eat. You have to keep that wisdom with you because devil will do his best to make you think that you don't have time. Because if you have regular meals and you stay with God, you will become strong and you will destroy fortifications of devil and you will know the reality of the things which are going on earth, not from media. This is available for everybody, but who is paying the price, who is giving the time to have meals with God? When we are serving here on church, we give our best what we have. It is like you separate time and you say, God, I am here with you. You are the bread. If you don't come, God, I will become dry. I, it's not sufficient for me to listen only to the sermons. Very often, people define God's presence only as listening to sermons or serving at the church. These are different um, areas, but Jesus is talking about spending every day certain time with Father. Jesus was always alert because he used not to miss out on a day without spending with the Father. So if you missed out on spending time with God, 
know your spirit gives uh, signs as physical body shows you signs that it is hungry the same is with the spirit it is hungry we feel lack of satisfaction we feel emptiness you are not satisfied even if you know a lot about God you are not um, fighting with him you feel like you are vagabond like a poor man because you are not satisfied inside this is spiritual hunger and the devil might offer you holidays in Hawaii go for a year to Hawaii and I can guarantee you your spiritual hunger will not be satisfied you don't need a new dress but yes or you think uh, my husband is irritating me or these children of mine they provoke me no this is not the reason for your irritation it's because you haven't had meal long time ago you went to the church on Sunday but you at long time ago woe to you if you just read the book if I read a book I need to be fed by God people who are worshiping on the stage they have to eat spiritual food otherwise it's like a performance not more those who are having meals once per week they can't stay alert it is the same with physical body if you weekly have meal only once per week not much physically you will be able to do you have to answer the call and invitation which God has to you you will feel badly if you will not fill up your spiritual hunger with God if you fill it with social media or something else then you will feel badly but if you feel hunger and let God's Spirit to lead you he will lead you to the source which gives life to you you have to come to God as you are you simply have to come stand before him and say I am hungry father you gave this hunger to me it doesn't matter how many years I have been walking with you it's not enough to think about yesterday's food you are not able to collect enough food for tomorrow you are collecting food every day if you are 
walking with God and you say to me that you are walking and you want to say to me that you don't have time separated to God, I will not believe you that you are walking with God because you have to stop everything on this earth in your life and say, God, I am thirsty. The depths is calling to depths. This is the need we have. And every time when you come, three times you come, you shall eat three times. If you don't come, you shall not eat at all. God is not greedy. He gives when you come. There is spiritual man and uh, he has to eat. God, your presence already is food. The second lesson which we can recognize when he was taken very high somewhere and the devil said, because you are son of God, throw yourself down and God will send angels to catch you, to prevent wounding your legs. Show me that trick or miracle. And Jesus turned to him and he said, don't test or don't tempt God. Don't tempt the Lord your God. This place speaks to us about humility. Humility and trust for me sound like synonyms. It means if a person says, I live trusting at God, for me it means he will be humble at the same time. If we look at our own actions, we, we can give orders to demons, but thinking about God, as we give orders to God and we push God the directions we want him to go, God to do this, God to do that, there are times when we confess the word of God, which acts, and you can tell the mountain to be moved. But real faith has a base for humility from the beginning to the and you have to remain like, God, I trust in you. My will is this, and I have dreams like that. But God, I trust that in my life, there will happen things which you have foreseen and planned. You will give words to me, and the position of your heart is not pushing God, towards directions you want him to go. 
I had experience with one person. We were writing to each other about holidays. Now, when we have uncertain time, and my friend asked me about my plans for holidays, and I said I would like to visit my friends in Florida, my sister, but I said I don't know what is God's will. I want this, but I don't know God's will. And the answer I got from my friend made me sad, but I got brighter vision. Uh, it sounded like if you speak the words of faith, you will get everything what you want. You have to confess. I am going to Florida because God can do everything. So I can stand in the middle of the airport and proclaim I'm going to Florida because I'm a believer. I can say to my husband, let's pack our luggage. I am taking step of faith. I bought airplane tickets. Do you understand what I'm talking about? What's the point? This is pride standing behind it. Can't God open borders for me to go to Florida? Yes, he can. Yes, I miss my friend a lot. I miss my sister a lot. They live in Florida. And the husband of my sister, how shall we call? Yes, I know his name, but there is another name. Okay, doesn't matter. I miss children of my sister, and my heart is trembling. God sees everything, but I know that he has a plan for me for this year. And I know if there is a will from him for me to go there, I shall move. He will show it to me. It's not my part to push him or to jump from high places. We saw a lot of people like that jumping from the roofs, and they hit painfully the floor, the ground. This is a wrong teaching. Jesus could give orders to anything, and he could say, yes, I am flying. But he didn't say like that. This is not the right spirit. First of all, we eat God's presence as a daily bread because we wouldn't be uh, able to live. You shall not be happy if you shall not spend your time with God. As our sister Isa, uh, Isa gave a testimony that only being in presence of God, this is how her heart God healing. The second thing is you have to trust in God. So if I say that I don't trust in Him, what should I do? I have to humble myself and ask God to open my eyes. 
because when I see the situation, the challenge, and I forget it, I have to ask help from God. I remember myself. I remember, for example, now I'm preaching to you about this, but uh, and I'm brave, but I remember myself being in the situation when I was under the pressure and figuratively speaking, the juice were squeezed out from me and I was speaking different things in those situations. And every time I had to fall on my knees to bow my tough neck and ask God for uh, forgiveness for my unbelief because on the stage is one thing in reality you see um, what is true in you some nonsenses actions uh, fears appear in front of you if these things happen uh, don't condemn yourself it's not good thing which you see but it's normal don't pretend that everything is okay just humble yourself and say God say God I am in unbelief don't go to other people to the lawyers to the doctors to the food uh, um, supplies don't lie to yourself. Go to God and ask help from Him. And recognize that you do not believe if you don't believe in something. So the time passed by. I don't know how I wouldn't be able to say the method, how God did it. He had His tactics. But the beginning was, God forgive me and open my eyes. And after a year, the second year, the third year, and I was in the similar situations. But I saw that I was trusting in God. I was driving the car at one time, and I recognized that I was not afraid anymore. I saw that it will not be like I imagine, but I saw that I believe that I don't care how it will happen with my children, that how it will happen with the finances. But my joy was that I saw the glory of God. I was glorifying God. This is how I recognize what is the freedom of faith, the privilege of believer. It doesn't mean that you don't encounter challenges, injustices, but it means that you see by the grace of God nothing and nobody can put you into chains. It's vitally important to spend time with God and eat God as a bread because the Bible says that you are alive by every word which comes from God. You might not hear 
the word, but you have confirmation in your heart that this is the word for you. And this trust is vitally important. God is lifting us up when people humble themselves. And the last one, the devil said, the glory, the beauty of the whole world, riches, everything what the world um, worships. The devil required Jesus to worship him and promised to give him everything. We read in the Bible that all these things, they are not bad, but they are like adds on. If God put you into certain high position, He gave you a good car, you don't need to feel badly about that. The thing is, don't seek these things. For example, if you have certain position, you will feel well, and it comes attached together with the lie. No, Jesus says, um, the scripture says, you may gain the world, but lose your soul in the hell. If you want to recognize what God adds on, and things which you took by force yourself, by faith you might claim it, and the thing which is most important is that you will be glorified. So the difference is when you take things yourself, you don't get peace and joy with it. Because when God gives riches, He gives together with it possibility to rejoice with it. And the load is not heavy. It doesn't empty you when He adds. He gives possibility to enjoy it and to rejoice in it. When you grab yourself, you are trying, you continue grabbing yourself. You feel like this is not enough. You lack other things as well. You planted the biggest garden, but you are not able to rejoice because you want to change these bushes into better ones because your friend has better ones. So the whole life you are breaking through towards your goals and your flesh might pretend to be very spiritual and say my car is better because I was working um, to have the best in life and if somebody has a poor condition car yeah maybe he was not uh, 
spiritually seeking, but this is wrong approach, because when things are right, you don't see whose car is better and whose is not. It's you are indifferent because you don't have these goals. You don't care who has what position, where they go to on holidays. Don't lie to yourself if you take care about these things. Humble yourself. Your level of satisfaction is low. You are not satisfied because you are grabbing those things yourself. God knows better what you need. But he says it's better to have a small handful with joy from God because he gives possibility to rejoice in those small things and you actually can feel as you are the happiest person on earth. So I was talking to my children about our past, how we came uh, to live in England when we moved. We're living in six people in one studio flat, the whole family, and we had uh, only several uh, beds. We needed um, additional mattresses, so we needed uh, money to buy, and once when I was working in hotel during the night, I went out. Uh, I saw somewhere in Paddington area four people were carrying on their heads a mattress. And I thought, what crazy people are these? And I thought one looked like my sister, the other looks like my husband Darius. And we were so happy because of this second-hand mattress, because they found it somewhere. Because even if it was very hard to live with it, because you had to move the mattress in order to open the door of the wardrobe where you had uh, your clothes uh, in that wardrobe. But we were so happy. We were so thankful to God. And I was thinking, why was it like this? And the reason was God. When I remember those days, this is what how God took care of us. Sometimes my friends used to put my clothes on because I wanted to wear specific shoes, but they rose up earlier and took my shoes because they didn't have theirs. God was using us to each other and 
remember those ads on, they will not bring you real joy. You might rejoice for one hour with those ads on, but then you forget them and start murmuring. Because uh, any position, any smartphone, nothing is worth. You can reach and pay the price, but it doesn't equal to God's presence. What are your goals? Everybody has 24 hours. Nobody has more. If you are too busy, it means you need to uh, remove something from your life. You have to change things if you want to have things in your life that remain. And during my 21 year in the church, I saw people who left uh, ministries their call because, as the scripture says, now I have married and I don't have time because I have a wife, I can't come on Sunday. And I saw what was happening. You know, at the end, they had neither God nor money. And I saw people who are staying here for many years or they are serving somewhere else, but they went through temptations. For example, uh, you might be tempted to not go on Sunday service because somebody offers you double salary. But those people, they were um, sacrificing this uh, and um, they knew that their choice has the choice has to be Sunday service in the church. They made right decisions and they are happy today. And they're also um, those who free givers. They are generous people because God has revealed himself in their lives. It's not worthy to sacrifice godly things for those ads-ons. Thank you, God, for every insight, for every thought which you raised. I thank for your guidance. These are like cornerstones for everybody. And uh, if we left some things which are important from these three, you are not rejecting us. And I thank you, God, for this. Maybe some of you, you need to come back to your room, turn off every media, and you have to answer the spiritual invitation from God. Thank you, Father, for those updates which we receive in your presence when we allow you to feed us with your word and your presence and your comfort and your healing. Thank you, Jesus, and 
forgive us when we deceive ourselves, uh, saying that we are very, very, very busy. What took our attention? Who deceived us? Who offered us life where there is no life? Because you are the only one who gives life. Let it be all enlightened. And that childish trust to move on would be renewed. Let humility go with us. Let us not shall push you, God, and tell you what to do in our lives. You will lead us. And I stand against this fear and pressure and wrong teaching, which says as if we have to squeeze something good from situations. No, it is God who raises us up, and then we keep going in that. I thank you, God, for new joy which fills us when we worship you every day your holy name and nothing else. Thank you, Lord, that you will remove idols which we worship. And when they are being torn down, let us not fear. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the church which is built on the right foundation for the families which worship God, your altar will be restored in our hearts.